Hello and welcome back all you folks out there in the great wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam as in Uncle Sam and I'm talking here about the art, science, and sublimities of going invisible as I learned these things from Dr. Jules Tranquillo's How to Go Invisible Guide where he says that a life of intentional mediocrity is our very best opportunity for wholeness and peace of mind. We have all witnessed, if only on TV, those grand entrance scenes where very special people enter a room, often a lofty ballroom or reception hall, and suddenly the music stops and all eyes turn to them. It's most commonly seen in weddings at the grand entrance of the bride. This, says Doc, is an invisible's worst nightmare. It's what we devote our lives to never experiencing. Opposite invisibles on the human attention-getting spectrum is a Theodore Roosevelt, our country's 26th president. He was known to be extraordinarily fond of the spotlight. His daughter, Alice, said of him, he wanted to be the bride at every wedding and the corpse at every funeral. Teddy serves us well as an example of what a person who has gone invisible is not and hopes never to be. One way to explore this invisible way of being in the world is to reflect on mediocrity. Econoculture has no time for mediocrity, declaring it beneath contempt. Only the best will do. We all are expected to excel. Our system of competitive free enterprise presumably ensures that only the very best will prevail, all others falling to what they call creative destruction. The mediocre falls far short of America's high standards and so must be creatively destroyed. Cast aside. Rejected. So runs the prevailing creed. But wait. A quick check with Webster's reveals that the word mediocre, in fact, refers to things of, quote, middle quality, neither very good nor very bad, ordinary, commonplace, average, unquote. Once again, we of modest inclination must protest this disrespect for our preferred average way of life, which, though perhaps not good enough by econoculture standards, we find quite sufficient to our needs. It encompasses all the in-between, which is far richer in variety and mystery than either extreme. 
A few chapters back, we asked rhetorically who would settle for mediocrity when there's a fair chance they could win big. Who wants to be ordinary when extraordinary seems possible? Now I can disclose, said Doc, that seasoned invisibles will not hesitate to choose ordinary mediocrity over that extraordinary win that would draw all eyes to them when they enter a room. This is not something we settle for as some kind of consolation prize. It's what we consider our very best choice. Well disguised in the middle is where invisibles want to be. Many find this hard to accept, conditioned as they are to econoculture values of better and best. It is undeniable that when I fly on an airplane, I would, if enabled to choose and armed with solid facts, opt for an excellent pilot over one described as mediocre. When a few years ago I underwent heart surgery, I would have preferred, if asked and provided with objective data, an excellent heart surgeon over one ranked only mediocre. However, these were, and always are, strictly imaginary hypothetical preferences. In reality, as a man of mediocre means, I had no choice over either surgeon or pilot, and no detailed knowledge of their credentials. Only a privileged few enjoy such ideal choices. Still, my planes have all landed safely, my heart is repaired and working fine. Talk of excellence is empty hypothetical bombast as far as most human lives are concerned. Most of us live most of our lives quite comfortably with the ordinary, the common, the average, and the everyday. At least half of all surgeons and pilots are, by definition, at least mediocre. That's where averages come from. Are we seeing wholesale deaths at the hands of mediocre surgeons and planes raining down on us due to mediocre pilot errors? Contempt for mediocrity and the single-minded worship of excellence are both much overblown. Most of us rely on the consensual process by which we establish and enforce basic standards of proficiency for pilots and surgeons that will quite adequately protect us. They rarely let us down. Rarely is likely the best we can hope for in an imperfect world. As a general rule, only a tiny percentage of the population enjoys the privilege of choosing nothing but the very best for themselves. By definition, 
a tiny elite. The rest of us must settle for the mediocre. Mediocre does not mean incompetent. It is our human center. What is most important is that even the mediocre are competent and capable of doing their jobs well. I declare such mediocrity plenty good enough for me and the millions of average, ordinary, everyday people for whom it's the best they're likely to get. In fact, as we shall see, mediocre turns out to be, in its own way, quite praiseworthy and something to be proud of. When our so-called mediocrities begin to look like old friends to us, like home, we have glimpsed the radical potential of invisibility. In ways I will explore further, says Doc, mediocrity offers its own treasures that rival all the billions in Econoculture's private hedge funds. Don't laugh before you've checked it out. Next up, Doc offers sartorial advice tailored especially to suit those going invisible. For more on going invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word, no spaces. <laughs>